Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers. I'm delighted to have Mr. Tom Savage here with me today. Tom, thank you. Welcome for being uh, thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. First time I've met you, uh, but we've already found out before we got on. We have a, a connection through your son, and I went to high school with him. So I'm excited to learn more about you today. And uh, wanted you to really come in and talk about yourself, but what the role you're, you're you're serving in the in the community with NAACP. And I know you have a huge event coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be wonderful um, for for everybody involved. So uh, let me let me ask you first: Are you from Putnam County? No, I'm. I am not. I'm from a little, little county that we call Hogeye. Oh, uh, you Overton County, huh? I'm Overton okay. County. Yes, All right. yes Curtis yes. Hayes Land up there. Curtis and our first cousins, Mr. Mayor. We we love Curtis. Yeah, we love Curtis. So I've had Curtis on several times. So I'll text him and tell him to be looking for you uh, uh, on this. So he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was childhood like in Overton County for you? What, growing up in the, in the and the hog eye country and, and then moving to Cuba, what was that like for you? Uh, it was an experience, you know, growing up in Livingston, Tennessee, uh, a few months from now, I'll be 71 years old. Oh, wow. But uh, I grew up in Livingston post Jim Crow. Okay. And uh, so um, the major, my early years of school was at a, um, a uh, African-American grade school up until uh, the sixth grade, and that was an experience. One-room school, mm-hmm. country folks, uh, you knew everybody, one teacher that taught grades one through eight. And uh, so uh, that was an experience. Um, and then uh, about in 19, well, in the mid-60s, I was uh, excited about uh, being able to come to Cookville to High school at Darwin High School, which was a, a, a Rosenwald school, mm-hmm. um, and the school burned down. Oh, and so after that, uh, I uh, we uh, integrated into uh, Livingston uh, Elementary School, and that's where uh, my whole life changed uh, in a positive way. Sure. Sure. So the the first school you attended with one teacher, what part of Overton County was that in? Livingston. Was it in Livingston? There, right in, in the, the heart of okay. Livingston, okay. yes, yes. And then, um, is that building still there? It is still there. So it, what building is that today? Is there something located there? It's a residence now. Oh, really? <laughs> it was an easy turnover to a residence. Uh, it was a small uh, school then. It was, yes, yes, yes. So um, – of course, in, in you gra- did you graduate from Livingston Academy? I did not. I uh, actually, um, I uh, I graduated in the military. Okay. I'm a Vietnam veteran. Okay. And so uh, I kind of dropped out of high school, but I went into the Navy, and while in the Navy, I uh, got my high school uh, diploma. Well, a couple of things. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I've said this before with the, the veterans I've had on the show, it's um, – You've already done something greater than I, I've ever I've ever done, and and I contemplated on entering the service. And my granddaddy was a World War II veteran, and, and he forbade it. I'll just be honest with you. He said, "Grandson, I don't want you to go." 
And uh, so I went on to tech, but uh, I appreciate your service and the sacrifice you made because I know Vietnam was not easy. It's what, well, it's, what, what everybody I've talked to, I was born after that, obviously, but uh, I know that wasn't a great experience, I'm sure. But thank you for what you did. How long were you um, in in the in the Navy? I was in the Navy uh, almost three years. And got your high school degree there. Got high my school high school home. and uh, went on after that and uh, went to uh, Nashville Tech. Okay, and, uh, went to school there and. Got an electronics uh, associate uh, degree there, and uh, th- that's how I used the GI Bill, the good old GI Bill. Yeah, might as well, right? Exactly. So they paid for your Nashville Tech School. Uh, and, and So what, what? where did your career go from graduating there in electronics? Well, uh, prior to going in the Navy, I worked at Cummins Engine here. Okay. Not very far from here. Uh I, uh, right in 1970, I started to work there, but in 71, I joined the Navy and, um, stayed there for three years. And when I got back, I picked right back up, uh, where I left off at that job. Okay. And then from that job there, I, uh, um, I was married, had, have a son. He's 49 years old. Matter of fact, I have three kids, Mm -hmm. uh, four kids and all. But anyway, um. I would work uh, on the night shift and go to school in the daytime. So you're a busy man. I was busy. And yeah. raising a family. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so uh, your wife, I'm sure, was uh, – how, how did y'all do that with kids? And well, working? it was tough, but uh, – actually, I'm in my second marriage. But my wife, uh, uh, Linda mm-hmm. is her name, mm-hmm. and um, she's just a stellar individual, and she really knows how to uh, – maneuver and make sure that uh uh everyone is paid attention to and that the household runs smooth yeah well i i, I want something else i meant to tell you too you said you'd be 71 yes you don't yeah. look 71 give right? god the glory i appreciate it yeah. <laughs> you look 41 all right you look about my age but uh, no 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 so um we have an upperman tie, a Baxter tie. You're one of your children, you said it was Mark Jackson, played basketball when I was there. Absolutely. So how, did you get to be involved with the upperman Baxter community much outside of basketball? Or, Well, I, I did. Uh, I actually coached AAU basketball, and I ran my wife and I ran the youth programs here in Cookville, like the City League basketball. Sure. And uh, I coached that uh, in that organization and – refereed high school basketball and football so for about 18 years i uh, spent a lot of time with youth and so mark uh, as you know was a my my son mark was a really good basketball player and he transferred to upperman yep. and uh, i just uh began to uh i had started an aau basketball team and man i got all those upperman ball players uh on my team and we just had a great run uh, for about three or four years. Now, AAU's not easy, right? I mean, you're try- how many games a summer are you playing in AAU? We played several of them. Uh, it's all, you know, made up by tournaments that you enter, and we we actually played just about year-round. So my senior year, uh, which would have been the 97-98 basketball year, which would have been Mark's junior year, mm-hmm. that's one of the best government teams I've seen they had, but I don't know if you remember what happened. They went to the region and got beat by Clark Range in the semifinals at a last second shot. I do remember that. Yeah, and we were eliminated. Like we were picked and sink because we were single A, right? Then exactly. we were. There was only three classes single, double, and triple A. Cougar was triple A, Monterey and Upperman were single A. 
and and we went down. I think it was Watertown uh, and played the region tournament and uh, York Institute of all teams put us out. And I'll never forget. I remember it like it was yesterday because we were favored. We were number one, I believe, in the state. We were favored to win the whole thing, and we just got knocked out. And I, and then of course Mark Senior, they made it back, um, but they, we just never could get over that hump in boys basketball. That's true. Well, they made it to the state and yeah. got eliminated the first game. But uh, it's just good to even win a region or uh, you know a, a game to get you to the state. You know all of that. You just never know. Uh, when the night is not going to be your night. Yeah. And that's just the way the basketball drops. It is. So did you play sports uh, in high school? I did. I did. I played football and basketball in Livingston. And uh, finally, uh, I didn't age out, but I growed out. Everybody got bigger than me. and, right. uh, and But I enjoyed it. Uh, Playing football and basketball in Livingston had some great, great basketball teams there. What made you want to go into coaching at, at the AAU level? It's that's not easy. It, it's not, but actually, I started uh, in the youth programs earlier here in Cookville. I was the president of this organization called the Optimist Club. Okay, friend of youth was their motto, and everybody occupied uh, all of the middle school gyms here in town. And my wife and I, we were over those leagues and took care of the officials and did the the yearly draft and all of that stuff. And so I was, I was coaching. Normally people follow their kids. And so my son, who is 49 now, uh, he played. His name is Cedric Savage. And, and so I just started coaching him. And when he graduated out of all of that, I just stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't have kids. Uh, those that listen know my wife and I have three dogs, but we have nephews, <laughs> and all three are in some kind of. Well, the fourteen-year-old was playing football, but the the two younger three-year-olds are are obviously one of them showing a lot of hope for athletic ability. The other one's a little bit too 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 young to know. But I, I hope maybe one day I can help out my brother or something in coaching or something because I always loved the. I love sports myself, uh, but I always saw myself maybe impacting because. Let's be honest, Tom. Kids can be impacted outside of school, right? Absolutely. And they're impacted a lot outside of school, and hopefully it's a positive impact, but sports plays a big factor in that impact. And it did for me playing football, high school football at Upperman. It was a huge positive in, uh, impact on me. It reinforced my confidence, my ability to lead, uh, and things like that, and got me familiar with those things going into college. But, I, I mean, that that's a big responsibility to be a coach, trying to impact some kids. It really is, and uh, – Coaching has actually changed over the years. Um, when I was coaching, you had an opportunity to uh, change the life of a child. Um, and I think it, that skill is needed even more now. Yeah. Uh, you can't afford – it's wrong, I think, to be overzealous. But you'll find yourself uh, really liking these kids because your heart will hurt for them. And uh, the Christian word is agape. Right. And uh, you love these kids in an, an agape way, and you, you'll you just fall in love with them because yeah. you can see the things that they need, and you can see the areas where you could have some impact uh, in their life. Do you and keep in touch with some of the, the children you coached? I do. Matter of fact, not too long ago, I went to the bank and borrowed one, borrowed money from one of them. <laughs> there you go. And so they're getting older, and uh, it's great when you're around them, and they'll say, hey, coach, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I just love it, and I, I cherish that time 
uh, that I spent with them. That's great. I have Tom Savage with me. He is here to talk about a lot of things. We're learning about his background now here on Local Matters. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the NAACP and the huge event happening this weekend uh, here on Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers. Be right back after this break with Tom Savage. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with Mr. Tom Savage. He's with the NAACP here and also been a community uh, leader in our, our community for several years, basketball coach. And we're going to get into your career at Cummings and and kind of where you went from there, Tom. So you'd mentioned you worked for Cummings early on, went to the Navy and come back and worked for Cummings. So did you have a career at Cummings? I, I did. I, I had a career as uh, I worked there for 32 years. Okay. Uh and uh, the most of that time, I was actually a union official. Cummins has a uh, their workforce is organized labor under the United Auto Workers Union. Okay, and I served in very several positions there as a union representative, and um, participated in bargaining contracts uh, for Cummins and and the union, and had a great working relationship uh, with that company. It's a fine place to work, and uh, uh, at that time, we had a great relationship, and they did right and still do right by the workers there. Sure. So, and, of course, we we also know about there's been some strikes going around the country, and it's affected people. But what kind of position does that – like, when that happens, what kind of position does that put you in? Is that hard for out, talking to your friends outside of work or at home, people asking you questions? I mean, I don't – I'm not saying unions are negative. I think they're there for a reason, right? But they get this negative – persona or there's this um uh i guess this polarization you should say about unions are not always a good thing how do you combat that how do you how do you tell people otherwise i always tell people that unions are created out of the necessity if you do right by your employees they will not look for a a contract that addresses uh, uh, wages um, benefits and working conditions but uh, if you're not a good employer, they will look for organized labor, which is um, under the National uh, Re- Labor Relations Act, uh, which gives workers the right to organize and address their wages and benefits and working conditions. The, the, the union at Cummins has been there since 1967, and there's been a couple of times of work stoppage uh, but all in all, uh, it's been a harmonious relationship uh, with the company and the union. Yeah, I mean, I, since I was a kid, I've always heard my my grandmother retired from what was in Fleet Guard, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's been changed to Cummins, but my grandmother retired from there. 
Wow. And she always bragged about how wonderful it was to work there. And, and I don't remember her talking about a work stoppage while she was there, but she never had anything but good to say about it. So I, I think Cummins, Fleet Guard slash Cummins, has been one of those wonderful employers in this community for years. Absolutely. And, and as you just said, I mean, there's not been a really a whole lot of reason to have a stoppage because they take care of their employees. Exactly. Uh, th- that That's true. So my career there was good. And as vice president there of that union, uh, having to work with management on a daily basis, uh, uh, there was a, a good relationship. Then uh, in 2002, I started working for the United Auto Workers Union National. Okay. And uh, I was uh, education rep. I was a union organizer. Okay. So that can be a little hectic and intense at some times. Uh, but – what I really cherish about working as a labor representative, I had an opportunity to meet veterans of the civil rights movement, uh, which you're probably not going to get to see in Livingston and Putnam County right. in this area. But uh, I met, uh, have a good relationship with Martin Luther King's son. Uh, I met Megger Evers, Megger Evers, who was shot down in mm-hmm. Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I, I know his family. Cheney, Goodman, and Swartz, the the people in Louisville, Mississippi, who were in Mississippi registering people to vote, and they were murdered. Uh, I met his brother, and uh, it's just uh, veterans of the civil rights movement that really uh, allows me to have this conversation with you today. So. Sure. And, you know, all those folks were not just black folks neither. Uh, if you consider uh, the NAACP, um, the founding fathers of this organization was 1909, three whites and two blacks right. that started the NAACP. So, uh, and so we are the National Association of Advancement of Colored People. That's what that acronym means. But uh, we are, are here for everybody on this social justice cause. So do you think, and I'm getting personal here, but sometimes cool. we do, Tom, do you think you would have ever went that route uh, if you hadn't have been part of the union and went and left Fleet Guard and went to the UAW. Do you think you'd ever been, had access to meeting those people and inspired you to continue that to continue the NAACP's movement here? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think that road inspired me to um, to have the inclination that our community needed an NAACP. It's good for our community. It's not an adversarial organization. It's just an organization that uh, calls our community on the carpet in a decent, respectable way to do right by the least of these. Yeah. So, and I, I, I want to stay with that, but I do want to get back to one thing. You had mentioned you organized unions. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Does that mean you go to certain employers and help them create a union? You don't definitely don't go to the employer. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm uh, asking. I want to learn, Tom. <laughs> the, the employees come to uh, the union. Okay. This organization, and they, they, they you know, they, they will say, uh, we think that we would be better off with a collective bargaining agreement that addresses our wages and benefits and working conditions by way of a contract that is signed on by uh, management, uh, the company. And the unions covered under the National Labor Relations Act. And that act is a law that was passed called the Wagner Act in 1931. And after that, when it was passed, uh, organized labor 
put on a full court press of union organizing. And so that's how labor unions came about through the National Labor Relations Act called the Wagner Act, governed by the National Labor Relations Board, the Labor Board. Okay. Do you know roughly in your career how many employers reached out to you to help with that process? I mean, you have a number for me. I do. Uh, I probably have a number like seven thousand. Wow! Probably yes. God, so did you? Did this? I guess this job required you to travel, right? It did. I actually traveled twelve states. Okay. Starting in four counties in Pennsylvania, uh, starting in Delaware and Maryland, and coming all the way down to Florida. I just didn't cross the Mississippi River. Okay. So you you've been all over east of the Mississippi then. I have. It's been a, a great experience. I I, I got to tell you, the people that I've met, um, I was spent a lot of time in North Carolina. You have companies there, a company there called Freightliner. They make the eighteen wheeler, and so not just me by myself, but a team. We organized all of those facilities and got those folks uh, labor contracts. Uh, they were suffering with a lot of um, uh, injuries and stuff. And when they got injured, it might have been an exit, right? Too for them, but uh, so railroad, y'all, you worked a lot of railroads, I guess, right? No, 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 no. no. You know, there's a railroad act that really doesn't allow you to uh, to organize them. See, that's why I have the show. I learn something <laughs> all the time. I did not know that. So that's that's interesting. So railroad laborers are just they're there and they they're well. They don't have that opportunity, right? Well, they do. They have their own union, but I through I organize through the private sector. Okay. And so you really don't have access to that pool. They're under another organization. Okay. But they, they do have unions. Though. Okay. Good information. Folks, I'm with Mr. Tom Savage. He is with the NAACP here in Cookville. Uh, been talking about his career and background. When we come back, we'll be talking about the, talking about more about the NAACP and the event that's going on tomorrow uh, here on Local Matters. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with Mr. Tom Savage. Great time so far. Just chatting over break and learn that you worked with my grandmother and that just makes my heart happy and you remember her. So uh, Miss Lois Vickers was my, my mom's mom. Um Passed in 2015, but you got to know her, so that's great. I, I think that's wonderful that you remember her. I can see her walking down the aisle now. <laughs> she loved working at Fleet Guard, I'll tell you that. So we've been talking. We got into a little bit about the NAACP and how you kind of how you got there, and, and y'all have a big event coming up tomorrow, Tom. And I and I want you to talk as much about the the NAACP chapter, right? In Cookville, is it Cookville chapter? It's, it's a branch. Okay, it's considered a branch. Now we have a college group that's considered a chapter. Okay, so um, it's considered a branch. Of the Cookville branch. How's that? Cookville Adult Branch. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how long has that existed uh, here in Cookville? We were chartered in 2013. Okay. So fairly new, really. Fairly new, yes. And at that time, too, I was on the road and. Uh, it, it was kind of like just not up and running like we really wanted it to. But after uh, I retired, we have one of the most awesome executive boards that you could ever think of. And uh, they play a role. And probably, you know, one of our executive board members uh, was the, the first African-American commissioner here, Miss Johnny Wheeler. Yes, Miss Johnny and I are. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love her. She's our first vice president. Yep. 
I can't wait to call her when we get done and talk to her. And tell, tell her, her yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Miss Johnny, and she was, yeah, she was a commissioner here for a long time. Um, done a wonderful job, wonderful leader. She she had, I won't brag on you, Miss Johnny. She had the forethought about where our county was going. Absolutely right, and so she could see that, and and she served my uncle and them two together. To me, uh, as a young adult in my early twenties, um, yeah, late teens, early twenties, I actually paid attention to county government then. They had the forethought and, and, and working with others. They could see yes. where this place was going. And I think that's why we have, along with the current leadership, we have succeeded in managing our growth for the most part. Now, we're kind of getting – it's getting a little bit overwhelming sometimes. But she's a wonderful lady. She is an asset to the NAACP. And um, she, we're having our Freedom Fund Banquet October the 28th. And she is going to get an award an award called Woman of the Year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. So uh, congratulations to her. Yeah. So is the event on the 28th? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I was about to say, we're, we're talking about, we're, that's two things then going, right? We got a lot going yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, make sure I, I didn't say anything wrong earlier because I've been talking about tomorrow's event. But yeah. So what, what's going on tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we are having, really, it's like an open house. Okay. It's, it's called the word... Uh, a lot of people have hijacked this word, but diversity meets a community. Okay. And uh, black votes matter. And so our goal the whole time is uh, to make sure that that minority folk, uh, black and brown, and everybody participates uh, in taking their souls to the polls. Sure. And uh, we make sure we are a nonprofit organization. We don't tell you how to vote. We are political because we give people information uh, about folks who shares our values. Uh, but we just make sure that our folks are the best that they can be when they take their souls to the polls, yeah. whether it's uh, how far they need to be away or or anything or get them familiar with uh, the, the, the forms and everything. We just put a full court press on that and make sure – that our folks are politically astute in that regard. So you, you're obviously, I guess you also are trying to help them get registered to vote if they're not, and encourage them to be registered to vote. Now, I, I would just finish my master's uh, in July in leadership and public service, and one of my classmates did a research study or a capstone over why people are not voting. And one of the reasons they don't want to vote is they don't want to register to vote, and one of the reasons they don't want to register to vote is they don't want to fill out the census. The census helps people. They have, that helps our community, right? So it we, really does. Yes, we try to educate people and inform people on register to vote, fill out your census. That means more local or state federal dollars for us. Uh, you need to vote anyway. It's the greatest. It's the greatest right you have as American citizens. Absolutely, people have fought for you to have that right. They have went to war and died for you to have that right. It's the greatest right you can have. Um, so I'm sure y'all spend a lot of time with uh, informing people on that. We do, and I I, I get goose pimples when you mention that and i'm ser i seriously mean that because as people of color haven't been voting that long there's been a lot of intimidation around it and so uh, the 1964 civil rights act if you add that up you're a person you're you're in your 50s mm -hmm. just about mm -hmm. that's how long uh we have been voting without hurt harm or danger right and uh, then of course the 1968 civil uh fair housing act so all of those privileges have just came about since that time. But you're right uh, to have that opportunity uh, 
to vote, and we don't want people to lose sight of that. Uh, God gave us gave us that, and should have been doing it a long time ago, but uh, the Lord is catching up, yeah. and so we just put a full court press uh, on informing everyone that would so that that would give them that incentive and drive to take their souls to the polls. So this this open house, where is it happening at? It's going to be uh, at the place called the Gables. Are you familiar with that sure. place? Yeah. Across from the the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. and so it's an open house there, and it's going to be uh, on tomorrow from uh, four thirty to seven thirty. Invite you to come in Thank and you. shake a hand and hug a friend. Yeah. And uh, we'll have food and drink there, and it's an opportunity for folk in our community. To learn about the NAACP, to be enlightened about it, some folk may have a different point of view uh, about the NAACP. And so uh, we want that opportunity to get them in the building to uh, soothe their doubts and calm their views. And if there's anything that got them confused about us, uh, we want to answer that. So how would somebody... uh be a part of the NAACP Kuval Adult Branch. Do they join? Do they sign? How does that work, Tom? Uh, you can go to Kuval Putnam Branch, uh, NAACP.org. Okay. And uh, you can, the QR code is the greatest thing there is anymore. You can join uh, by, just like that, you know, and be a member. The annual membership is $30 a year. And uh, you'll have uh, access to our meetings and uh, we'll communicate with you and, uh, you know, let you know what's going on. Some of the, our obstacles in our pathway, things that are victories and our defeats and, and just uh, things that we're trying to do to help folk in our community, especially the least of these. Yeah. But the main thing is social justice, vote, vote, vote until you can't no more because it is a privilege. It, it is. I, I, I scratched my head at some of my friends. I had one friend tell me, I will not name their name mm-hmm. uh, for embarrassment, but they said, I don't want to go to jury duty. And I said, well, I mean, that's random. First of all, if that's the only thing keeping you from voting, you're, I, I got to work on your head and heart. Right. I, and I told, I told him, I got to work on your head and heart. Jury duty is not that it's not that bad of a situation. Half the time people get, don't even get selected and you go home and you've, you're, you know, so that don't let that be a reason not to register to vote. Uh Voting impacts everything we have in these communities. And you're right, especially the census. And it says that you will count everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you get your legislators through that. But this event that we're having, uh, this idea came up from uh, this young lady who is a professor at Tech, uh, Miss Debbie Barnard. Okay. And uh, I think she teaches French at Tech. But she thought that, you know, post-COVID – I've just been dying to walk around with a sports coat on or being, you know, to be face to face with someone, you know. And so that's one reason we've been having our meetings via Zoom. But now we just want to have a, a live meeting. Uh, and so that we can just really look people in the eye and shake their hand and thank our members for being members and also an opportunity to network and to build our, our branch. And uh, we're excited about our college chapter they've been doing great things we just came from our state convention in memphis okay we brought some hardware back with us really what yeah. kind of hardware would you bring back well uh we have miss johnny wheeler got an award again yeah 
for uh, the good work that she's doing. She's over our Freedom Fund Banquet, which is our greatest fundraiser. But the one that we're really the award that she got that I think helped her nail this award in Memphis is she started our Juneteenth pageant. Uh, it's a scholarship pageant. And she has uh, issued out over $16,000 in money to young uh, black girls in our community uh, and, and, you know, for scholarships, partial scholarships and et cetera. She's over our MLK Day. And uh, you wouldn't believe how uh, this Juneteenth pageant has really uh, ballooned. And she has used her skills. Uh, she knows Randy Porter mm-hmm. very well and other leaders in our community. And we have the most diverse NAACP branch in the state of Tennessee. Really? They say to know that your branch should look like your community. Sure. If you live in Memphis, you can imagine how your branch is going to look. But if you live here in the Upper Cumberland, uh, it's going to look like people that you see in Upper Cumberland. Do you have several members outside of Putnam County? We do. We actually cover uh, the Upper Cumberland. Okay. Uh, Yes, we have members in Crossville and uh, just any county that touches Putnam County, we got members there. And we also – uh, and in a time of need, uh, we're there on their behalf also. Yeah. Tom, thank you for being here. Uh, My pleasure. It's been a blessing to me to get to know you, get to learn from you, and, and learn about the NAACP. And, of course, the, the event tomorrow, and you have one at the end of the month. You said, what, what's that called again? Our Freedom Fund Banquet. Our greatest fundraiser is going to be at the Methodist Church in the middle of town. Right. And we expect over 200 people there. October 28th, you October said. 28th. Okay. And can you sign up through the website? You sure can. Okay. All right, folks, get to the website. What was that website again, Tom? Uh, in uh, CookvilleputnamNAACP.org. Okay. Go to the website, uh, learn more about tomorrow's event at the at the Gables from 430 to 730, and then October 28th, another fundraiser, and, and sign up there at the Methodist Church in Cookville. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for your service to the community. My uh, pleasure. God bless you. Appreciate you being here. Folks, this has been Local Matters with Ben Rogers. Uh, thankful for my guest, Mr. Tom Savage, today. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile, smile than to frown. Be kind to somebody. I promise you. Being kind goes a lot further than being mean. It takes a lot more effort to be mean. Just be kind. Give somebody a hug. Make their day. We'll see you next week.